Sans Pants Radio. Australia's least coherent podcast network. Once, many years ago, when the sun still shone brightly, there lived a brave and cunning adventurer named Sir Jordan Grace. Having just saved the town of Ampwick from the great and terrible necro-wizard, he decided to celebrate with his good friends and companions. But, unbeknownst to him, something terrible was awakening deep beneath the earth, and his time in Ampwick was far from over. Welcome to episode 5 of Fall From Grace, part 2, The City. Previously... Do I know what, if there would be any political implications to, say, a member of House Grace marrying a member of House Inel? You head instead to the Harbour Master's office. Eris Arell is a busy, busy woman. Mm-hmm. She has multiple, she, like, she is surrounded by, like, helpers, assistants, PAs, that sort of stuff. We'll turn around and we'll walk into the Gnomish HQ. You get through the gate in the wall without too much trouble. When you get to the front door, however, there's an armed guard standing there. You didn't see him here the other night. There's a piece of paper in front of him. He is writing on the piece of paper, but is just like scribbling. It is not gnomish. It's not a language you don't understand. He's just drawing on the piece of paper like loops. It looks... It looks similar to a creature you've only heard of called a beholder. And you see in the middle of the mass of all those tentacles, directly underneath it, is a beak. It shoves your head into that beak. Fuck. A yellow liquid starts pouring out. The creature stops hovering and hits the floor. Lifting up the carpet, you find a recessed and semi-hidden trap door. Open the trap door. You head down into the depths. So, Grace, you're traveling down for... There's a set of stairs. Mm -hmm. The set of stairs are poorly made. They're made out of wood, and they look kind of hastily constructed, or at least constructed by someone who doesn't understand a lot about building, basically. Okay. Immediately, though, you hit a large open... That You can tell that the the foundations of the, the building are in among this, like, large natural hole. You would, mm. you don't understand a lot, but you can kind of surmise that as they were digging this place, they must have digging the foundations. They yeah. must have hit this hole. Okay, there are lots of smaller holes going down deeper into the darkness, but there's one big central hole. Mm. It looks like it's been widened. I'd like to turn to to line and be like, "How long have you lived in the city? My whole life. What was here before the Gnomish building?" I was just blank space. Okay. All right. Any, I mean, obviously this depression in the earth has been here the whole time. Mm. Did you, was it a notable space? No. I suppose it was, that's a weird question. They would have had to, she looks up and she says, they would have had to do a little bit of digging to get down to this. Mm. I would assume, well, no one's really dug this deep down before. We would mostly assume that this place is, because it's so close to the shore, it's, basically not habitable yeah, for something for sure. that needs the foundations those big. But the Gnomish Merchant Company wanted to be close to the docks and they thought that they could overcome it. She pats one of the foundations. Gnomish architecture is unconventional, but when it works, it works pretty well. Yeah, evidently. I I guess 
Yeah, because no one else had dug this far down. No one, no human thought they could build something here like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must have been the first to uncover this. Mm. All right, well, we'll keep descending. As you descend, immediately as you get into the tunnel, you see Thudu put a hand on the wall. Like I said, it looks like it's been widened, mm. and you can see that there's a worried look on her face. Something wrong, Thudu? The widening. It. She gestures. She makes you look really closely at it. You yeah. can see little rivets all where the widening is. The little rivets seem... Or it seems like the it's stained. Mm. You put a hand to it, pull it away... You can smell the dirt, but you also smell blood with the dirt. Thudu says, whatever creature widened this, it was about human-sized, and it did it with its hands. Oh, boy, that is unsettling. Oh, boy. So something physically widened this with its own body. Just digging into the wall. Possibly somebody addled, forced to do this by, by something? Maybe. I'd like my countenance, which before was quite confident, to waver somewhat. <laughs> um, nevertheless, we've got to... Anyway, I'll march on. Zimmerlin holds up a hand and magical light sprouts out of it. Does anyone else want to... Thudu can see in the dark. Richard Ware, you and uh, Lieutenant Line all need light. You could rely on Zimmerlin if you want, or you can light your own sources. I would say that Lieutenant Line yeah. maybe lights a torch and slots it into a space on her shield designed for it. Cool. I'll, I'll just light a torch and hold it above. You venture deeper underground. You're walking down for maybe 20 minutes before you can hear a soft <laughs> sound. I'd like to put up a hand like a hold up. Can I... Uh, can I tell... Mm, no, I guess there's not much I can tell from it other than that somebody digging and also presumably the person who widened this tunnel. Yes. Perhaps the third gnome. Maybe torches out, everybody hold on to Thudu, and we'll approach closer in the darkness. You douse all of your torches, and with Thudu in the lead, you approach. Thudu in the darkness, as you can... You can tell that you've kind of rounded a corner because mm. of the the way the sound works. It like sounds a lot louder really suddenly. So you can tell that there's now no longer any sort of barrier in between you and the sound. When that happens, you hear Thudu mutter under her breath. You do not know Dwarven, do you? That's you rude. Recognize... You'd think I would have learned some of it. <laughs> you recognize Thudu swearing. Yeah, okay. And then she hisses as quietly as she can back at you. It's the gnome. He's dug his fingers down to the bone. Um, it's a path off to the right. I think it enters into a large room. I see some figures standing in. Okay. Uh, well, that's the way forward. We'll head into the room. Oh, uh, so basically the layout is yeah. that you will pass the gnome into oh, okay. that room. So what do you want to do? You could try sneaking past him. Thudu maybe says he seems pretty preoccupied. Be like you won't notice us. Yeah, we'll sneak past if we can. You enter into a larger room, and you can kind of immediately tell the way that air... There's not a lot of movement of air down here, but you can kind of feel the air get bigger around you. You're still in pitch darkness, though, and Thudu, you hear hiss. There's a bunch of people. They're all just standing there, doing nothing. Human. Uh, Some of them. One of them is, it's, it's Miss Quaimsalt. 
there's another doorway as well. Not a doorway, a, a passageway. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Let's, let's head for that passage. Do the people, I mean, I guess I can't see them in the darkness, mm. but are the people just standing stock still? If you ask Thudu, she, <laughs> maybe at first you can feel her moving her head and then she says, yes. <laughs> okay. In the darkness, mm. you have only your ears, and you can hear up ahead of you like a, a crunching sound. Thudu, you feel like lowering, and you maybe also lower your hands on her shoulders. Yeah. You lower with her. She says, something's coming. We gotta hide. That's on you, Thudu. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thudu hides each of you. <laughs> well, she's got her. So, Grace, she pushes you up against the dirt mm-hmm. somewhere. You can feel something soft to your left. She hides where? She hides in Willin and she hides Lieutenant Lane and then hides herself. All right. So you have been pushed kind of into a ball. Yeah. You're sitting the the wall, the dirt walls of this big area or somehow bigger area are kind of curved. Mm-hmm. You can tell that it's like a like a bubble, like a naturally forming bubble in the in the earth. You have that soft dirt before you and you can feel something soft uh just just like touching you in the darkness. Okay. It's thin. You maybe deduce that it is a leg. I try not to touch it as much as possible and I stay quiet and like try to Keen my ears to hear exactly what is happening in this room. You hear crunch, 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 crunch. It walks up to where roughly it, you can tell that it's walking past. I hold my breath. (gasps) It walks roughly up to being in line with you. You can hear something. Yeah, you hear, you hear snatches of words spoken. Not telepathic or anything like that. Okay. Spoken words, which does strike you as odd. Yeah. Elithids have the capabilities of speech, but they very rarely use them. Mm-hmm. Speech is only for basically when they can't telepathically communicate. Whatever the speech That's was as well, you can't, you only catch like little snippets of it, but none of it is in a language that you understand. Mm. Then, crunch, 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 it gets. Very close to you. You hear something like clothes are being ruffled and then something hits the ground near you. Then crunch, 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 crunch. It walks out to where you can hear the gnome digging. Okay. I'd like to ever so gently and quietly reach out to whatever just dropped. You have trouble finding it in the dark. Mm. Do you want to keep moving? Yeah. Yeah. Let's give it a go. All right, you find it and pick it up. In your hand, you can feel that it is cool and soft to the touch. It's got like a teardrop shape to it. You Mm. can bring it as close to you as you want, but unfortunately in pure darkness, you can't see it. You can't exactly tell what it is, but whatever it is, it's small and it's hard. It might be a rock. Okay, I'd like to then just slide it back and put it it where I found it. Okay. Yeah, and then I'm just going to wait for whatever came through to leave out the other side. All right. You hear it coming back from where the gnome was. And then as it passes you, the crunching stops. It walks over to somewhere else. You hear some more strange words. This time, 
you pick them up. Uh-oh. You can hear, it sounds like an incantation. It sounds like magic being cast. Mm. And then crunch, 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 crunch. Whatever it is, it leaves. Do I have any idea what kind of magic? You understand a an arcane mark when you hear one. It's a very basic, simple spell. Yeah. You've heard it uttered before, maybe by Zimbalin yeah. sometimes. It's a spell that's used to just, like, mark a creature. You know that it requires, part of the spell is you need to, like, mark with a, uh, like, a solid little stone when you're drawing. Okay. So, so these people have probably been marked. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. I'll t- take that information and I'll just wait for them to leave. All right. The creature leaves. Mm-hmm. And after a little while, you feel a hand on your hand. You may be fight <laughs> yeah. for a second. And then you hear oh. Thudu whisper to you, it's me. Okay. Okay. I think the creature is gone. I, th- I think it's it's marking these people somehow with with a, with with a stone. I like to like scramble on the ground and hold it up. This stone, I, I don't. Thudu crawls away from you uh, before crawling away from yeah. you. Thudu says, "Wait, I'm going to check to see if it's gone." And then Thudu crawls away from you. Okay. She comes back and says, "I think it's gone." All right. I I reckon we can we can risk some light now. All right. But 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 let's let's just call it uh, sin. If you can cast light, it'll be quieter than torches. You see a faint light shine from the other side of this room. Zinvalin has cast light, but cast light like and then covered it with her hands. (laughs) So that it just you just get like a faint red glow from in between her fingers. The room is cast into stark relief. You can see the room is maybe five meters by five meters. Oh, okay. There's two entrances slash exits. One goes out into the tunnel you were in before, and you can see through that hole, you can see a gnome covered in dirt on his hands and knees, scrambling against the opposite wall there, just slowly clawing at it with his hands. You can see, even in this light, there's bloody marks all over the walls, and you can see that his hands are slick and red with blood. You maybe even see some bone shining through. God. You can see four people, human beings, two humans, one dwarf, one halfling in mm-hmm. this room. One of them, sure enough, is the owner of the Axe of Lightning. Okay. You recognize her from maybe your first night in town. She's standing there, just in her regular clothes, looking with a spaced look in front of her. The other three are in a similar manner. You can see that all four of them have written on them in arcane lettering, or oh, not arcane lettering, but written in, in magical font yeah. words. The words on, uh, actually, no, wait, you wouldn't know the words, but you know that they're not words of magic. Yeah, it's just okay. a language. Mm. Maybe Zin Walin deciphers it for you. Yeah, yeah. She points at each of them in turn and says, it's written in Undercommon, the language of creatures that live underground. Sure. This one... Well, it just says their names and jobs. I think someone's just trying to remember what they did. It's just categorizing them, I suppose. Okay, well, clearly we found the culprit, whoever or whatever is living down here. It was an it was an illithid, Thudu says. I saw it. Okay, well, it's, it's good to have that confirmed. We still don't know why it's here or what it's doing. But... It had a book. It was reading from a book. Zinma Lin looks very strange at that. I don't know what that could mean. Reading from a book. It looked like it was casting magic. Zimmerlin nods. Yes, it was definitely casting magic. But I've never known an illithid to use magic. Yeah. Not 
arcane magic. They have their own. Sure. Well, you said it was a, a different sort of magic, didn't you? Zim? Earlier on, you said that whatever the magic was here, it was nothing typical. Uh, well, that could be explained by an illithid psionic magic. Oh, okay, sure, sure. But it also seems to understand arcane magic. Yeah. I've never known an illithid to know both. Well, I've never known an illithid to know arcane magic. That's very strange. Does what Emmanuel I, say anything? I thought you might say that. Bring your hands over here. I'll crack open Emmanuel de Monster and I will... I, I feel like I've looked at the Illithid page already, so maybe I've got it dog-eared. So, there and thine of many type of Illithid. Upon the Illithid types, there is the Ulithiard, Ith, very relith, a tadith pole of the Elder Brain's brine pool, transforms an individual Illithid into thine Illithiard, a larger and more potent of mind flayer that may boast... Up to including and is six <laughs> tentacles. There is thine elder brain, the ultimate expression of the Elithiad's domination. An Elithiad brain elder sprawls within a vat of brine, touching the thoughts of thine creatures near and afar. <laughs> it sprawls upon the canvas of their minds, rewriting its thoughts and authorizing their dreams. Uh, Emmanuel There is the (laughs) Fkorth So many DHs There is the Fkortheth The mind flayers that pursueth arcane magics That Ah. are exiled as deviants from their home And may haveth no external communications With an elder brain if or and or possible The road to becoming such a creature eth Often leads the the the, the lithid. <laughs> there were three of those. Is that a typo or a down thine road of lichdom and offers a way of permanently escaping the permanency of death? Such creatures of cold, of course, alhoons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thine. Yes, so uh, of those three, which one do you think is <laughs> Do you think it's A, the elder brain that mm. must live in a brine pit? <laughs> yeah, what do you think the it's the brain? Ulithiad, which is a, a bigger and stronger Ulithid? Mm. Or do you think it's an Alhoon, a mind flayer that pursues arcane magic and is exiled from the rest of its colony? <laughs> I'd like to underline Alhoon. Thank you very much. Would you like to learn about Alhoon? Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> Arcaneth temptations <laughs> and eldereth brains forbiddeth thine mind flares from pursuing any forms and all forms of arcane or magical power aside from thine psychonics. Psionics, it's crossed out. <laughs> but it isn't an interdiction that they must often enforceth. Elithidzith brook, brooketh no masters but memberseth of their own kind, and so it is not ith within their nature to bow to any god or otherworldly patreon. However, the wizardryeth schools of magic remain a rareth temptation for Elithids. And so, within the spaces of a spell book, an Elithid might seek a system to acquire their own authority over the dominion of humans and elves and dwarves and gnomes and such. (laughs) 
existentialist fear. The arcanist mind flayer, or as they are always known, Alhuns, thank you very much. <laughs> have deviant upon thy illithid tastes and seek freedom from the colony and reactionary ways of viewing the world. They prize their privacy and often seek to commune with similar minds, though they still seek to dominate a colony. However, they, of course, cannot find elithids of their colony, and so sometimes simply seek to dominate and lead potentially other creatures. They are dreadful in deliverance and often seek the knowledge that comes with being a lich or having a lich or are a lich. (laughs) Okay. And so one must be careful... Because while they have still to feast upon the brains of people, they must now feed upon souls as well to consume a phylactery to become a licheth. Okay. Their immortality is precarious. Unlike true lichdometh, where their soul returns to the phylactery upon the destruction of thy body, which may be taken from a human, an elf, or other, their brain returns to thine phylactery. And Mm. so it is important to destroy an Alhoun's phylactery if one is sick and tired of an (laughs) Alhoun. The Alhoun will never keep its phylactery in a convenient place. (laughs) (laughs) Preferring instead to convex and convince and infuriate thy writer, dear reader. (laughs) This cat's been struggling, man. It's clear. All right. Okay. Well, I, I think we found our culprit. I say, but do I? Do I think that it has? Well, I guess I'll ask. I'll ask. Um, uh, Thudu, did the Elithid uh, or Alhoun? Did it? Did it seem? Um, what do I know about liches? Actually, is probably a good question because I want to say, did it seem undead? But I don't know if that's what a lich would look like. Liches are creatures. Liches are actual undead. This Alhoun creature does not sound like it is properly undead. It sounds like it's on the way to becoming a lich. Yeah, okay, cool. That's what I wanted to check. It does not sound like an actual undead. The Alhoun presumably has other abilities Mm. and trappings and such. Yeah, sure. Though it does seem similar in many natures. They are obviously very clever, though they're not very physically strong. Mm -hmm. They are resistant to cold, lightning, and necrotic damages. Okay. So while they don't have a lich's immunity to necrotic, they are still resistant to it. They are absolutely immune to poison, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Oh, okay. So only a magical weapon can pierce their hides. They are immune to being charmed, exhausted, frightened, paralyzed, or poisoned. They have true sight, mm-hmm. so they can see through any disguise. Thankfully, you were physically hidden, yeah. which is the only way to bypass true sight. <sighs> they are resist, or they they are resistant to magic. Not immune to it, but resistant to it. They have, in addition to the illithid, like, psychic magic, they also are skilled at divine magic, at at arcane magic. Sure, sure. Well, it seems like we're in a pretty good position to take care of it, I say. It's it's not quite a lich yet. If we don't stop it soon. Yeah, if you don't stop it, it will become a lich, and then it will be out of your hands. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's close Emmanuel de Monster with a gentle, like, foof. Okay. It's now or never. Lieutenant Line says, are we fighting it here and now? Maybe that's stupid. Maybe we got to trap it. 
I, I'll I'll look. I'll defer to my companions. Zinvalin says, "Whatever we should do, we should do it quickly. We mm. don't have a lot of time before it discovers what we've done upstairs." You're right. No, maybe, um, maybe there's no time for traps. We we will want to figure out something to neutralize its arcane magic. I'll turn to Lieutenant Lyon. You you have anti magic cells, correct? Yes. Is there some way we could bring that effect down here? Yes. Uh, I think I can figure out something about that, but it might take some time. What some time? What are we talking? Uh, maybe an hour. Maybe okay. more. I look to Zin. I think we can afford an hour. Zin will end nods. We should... It needs to come up to feed sometimes, mm. Zin will end says. So maybe we can lay a trap for when it comes up. It's yes. going to come up eventually. Well, the moment it sees what we've done to the to the Gnomish Training Company headquarters, presumably it'll be able to define where we are. So maybe we set a trap there. Maybe we anti-magic that whole building. Which building? The Gnomish Trading Company. Oh, yeah. Or mm, is there a way to is there a way to bait it to a specific location? My thought is, I say to everybody, what if we get it on a boat? What if we get it on a boat and we take it out to sea? Then there's no harm it can do to anybody in the city. We've got it trapped in a single location. Doesn't look like it can swim either. Mm. Thoughts? A, I like that idea where it says, mm. I like fighting at sea. Yeah, yeah, me too. But how to get it to a boat? If we had something that it needed, uh, Lieutenant Line says, maybe, maybe it would follow us. Is there anything that I could discern from a manual de monster that it might it might require? It requires its phylactery. Ah, uh, yeah, I was thinking that, but I'm like, oh, but where where is it? Okay, it's phylactery. What does a phylactery look like? The path to lichdom is very well guarded mm. by those who know how to do it. That's fair. So it's hard to know that you. It's deep in lore that you would probably not know. Mm. But Zinmalin says, whatever it is, I'm sure we'll know it when we see it. Okay. Perhaps perhaps we venture deeper. <sighs> okay. All right. How about this? Lieutenant Line, you go and set up a ship in the dock with anti-magic, however you can arrange that. Mm-hmm. Pick the the biggest ship out there, or the, the one we'll notice. Mm. We'll dip, venture deeper. Collect the phylactery, take it to the boat, lead it there. We keep it contained in an anti-magic zone, and we end this. Okay. All right. Break. <laughs> we'll head deeper into the into okay. the cave. Guided by Dudu and Zinwolin. Yeah. <laughs> Zin, who recalled, you know. Yeah, uh, who just remembered that she can see in the dark. So maybe because it's you and where, yeah. maybe Dudu leads one of you and Zinwolin yeah. leads the Sounds other. Great. Do you have a preference? No. Uh, I'll go with Zin. You go further in. You hear Zinvalin whispering to you, the path branches off into two ways. Which way should we take? Um, I guess any. Well, can we look at the ground for tracks? Zinvalin inspects the ground and mm. she says, mm. uh. she shakes her head and says, I don't know. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, One goes to the left and slightly down. The other goes to the right and slightly up. I guess any directions as well. Thudu, can you make out anything? Tracks. Thudu shakes her head as well. All right. Any directions as good as any. We'll All go, right. We'll go right. You go left. Splitting up? Yeah. 
Highs or lows? Highs. As you go to the right, mm. you're traveling for maybe an extra five, ten minutes before you hear or you feel Zinwalin in front of you stop and stiffen. She says, I can see it. Can it see you? No, it's looking away. It's reading a book. Let's back up. <laughs> we have you and Zinwalin back up a little. We have is anything to go by, the phylactery wouldn't be in the same room as the illithid. No, I think I saw it. (sighs) (laughs) (sighs) It was on, there was a, there was a container of some sort, a small cage. I think it was magically enchanted. I think it's in a magically enchanted cage. Could you break the enchantment? I could try might be hard in front of the creature. I think that's its bedroom. If I distract it, would you be able to? I could, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll back up, back to the fork. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll send Zin down the left path. Okay. We took the right path here. Yeah. yeah I'll send her down the left path. With the plan being, I'm going to go... Into the main room, knock over a body, and hide, and hopefully they can, or at least Zin can deal with the enchant the the, the cage around the phylactery, mm-hmm. and and take it, and then we can all flee together. Okay, so you go back into the main room. Are you using light at all? Uh, no, because I want to hide. Can I? F- I don't know where my hiding place was. Oh, using light to like see the room. No, my plan right. was not to. All right. Well, in the darkness, you can fumble and you can find one of the one of the people. Can I find the body near where I hid? Yes. Cool. Okay. Well, maybe I knock one away from that body so that it doesn't not yeah, so yeah, suspicious. Yeah. And I'd like to give it a bodily shove. You push it over. The person kind of silently, well, as in without saying anything, mm. hits the ground. And then you go and hide? Yeah. All right. You hear crunch, 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 crunch. The Elithid, the Alhoon, enters the room. And you hear it walk over to where the body was. Then you hear spoken, spoken words. Mm. You're here somewhere. I hold my breath and pray that it does not find me. A light illuminates the room. The second the light illuminates the room, you can tell that it is looking directly at you. That is unfortunate. All right, we're going to go to initiative. <gasps> Hokey dokey. Ooh, you both rolled five. Ooh. What's your initiative modifier? One. What's its initiative modifier? 20. No. <laughs> One. Huh. Paper, scissors, rock. All right. Paper, scissors, rock. Ooh. Paper, scissors, rock. Ah, you go first. (laughs) All right. Hmm, gosh. Spotting you, it actually goes defensive. Okay. It waves a hand in front of itself, and you can see that a shimmering white orb appears around it. Mm -hmm. That's its turn. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, you know what I'm not? Clever about where I go online. The amount of shady websites I end up on trying to track down real Sasquatch footage or whatever, it's it's phenomenal. But you know what else I'm not? Concerned for my online security. And that's because I use NordVPN. 
I'd actually always been sort of reluctant to download a VPN because it seemed a little bit like internet magic to me. But then I went ahead and did it and I actually just couldn't believe how quickly I was browsing securely and streaming TV shows with no restrictions. It's literally just a click and you're good to go. Your account also covers you for up to six devices, so I immediately installed it on my phone and my laptop as well so that I could browse securely in bed. Yes, I sleep next to my laptop in bed. It's probably dangerous. Grow up. If you want to help yourself to NordVPN, and I can't imagine why you wouldn't, right now you can get 68% off a two-year plan plus one additional month for free when you go to nordvpn.com slash dndsfornerds or use the code dndsfornerds. That's D-N-D-I-S-F-O-R-N-E-R-D-S. This special offer also just makes your subscription only $3.71 per month. And if it's not for you, that's no stress. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash nerds to take control of your internet again. So go on, find real pictures of Sasquatch without worrying about your online security. Also, what's up dinguses and dingets? It's your favorite boy, Adam. You know, when I was young, my mother always used to tell me, Adam, if you won't play in the front yard like a man, then at least have the common decency to step aside so we can focus on your brother. Now, I don't know what that meant, but I'm here to let you know that I'm streaming now from my own personal channel on twitch.tv forward slash retroarchetype. If you loved the crazy antics of Adam Falls Out or my complete mismanagement of the tropical paradise in Tropico 4, then drop by to see some stupid fun. There's a consistent schedule, but I will sometimes be doing surprise streams at odder hours. So follow me at twitch.tv forward slash retroarchetype. Archetype. A-R-C-H-E-T-Y-P-E, if you want the notification. Hope to see you there. What's what's the light? Where's that coming from? The light? Oh, it, there's a light in its hand. Okay, so it's a magical light. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, bu- 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 oh, a magical light has to be cast on an object, so he's holding a rock, oh. and that's what it's coming off. Fabulous. Uh, all right. I'm going to go for... I'm going to whip out my longbow and try to shoot the rock out of his hand. All right. Whip, swing. Knock, draw, fire. You strike the rock in his hand, breaking it, and the light goes out. Cool. And then with my extra attack, I'll try and plug where he was. You fire, but in the darkness, you can't tell if That's all hit. good. I'm just keeping him occupied. And then what do you do? Can I barrel into his legs? <laughs> Give me a tick. <laughs> Yes, but let me uh, let me check the effect of his spell. Oh, that's fair. All right. Yep, you can. Cool. Good. 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 Well, you don't roll very well. Oh, that's a shame. He is quite weak. You barrel. Yeah, it into is in the darkness, I guess. And you bowl him over on top of you. Okay. He's prone. Mm. You're standing over him. What do you want to do? So he's not attacking at all. He hasn't. Oh, sorry. That's right. It's his turn. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Whoops. In the darkness, he reaches out and tries to grab you. He, You feel a cold, awful hand wrapping around your ankle, and you take 18 points of damage. Holy shit. Okay. Zin will in. Hurry the fuck up. What are you doing? Do I have any indication of how Zin will in is doing? You, no, you can't see. You can't tell. Okay. Uh... Great. Obviously, I don't think I'm going to be able to kill it. I suppose I should try and get as far away as possible, to be honest, and have it... Can I run and hide? You could try. Yeah, I'll give that a go. All right. If I can make it cast light again, that's presumably 
that'll take it, you know, it time. Mm. So that'll give me a chance. Yeah. Okay. You start sprinting away from it. You mm. are on the other side. So you're closer to the fork. You'd have to run back past it if you wanted to get basically mm. out. Okay. So are you running towards the fork? Yeah, I suppose. Just to wherever I, I want to disappear into the darkness so that it has to cast light again. Okay. Yeah. You sprint off towards the fork. Mm-hmm. You turn left or right. Uh, I'll go left this time. Left? All right. You sprint down that away, and you in the darkness, you try to find the best place to hide that you possibly can. Mm. You hear from behind you, once again, that croaky voice, where are you? You hear in the darkness, crunch, 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 and you remember it as true sight. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the light was probably just for effect. Mm, that's a crying shame. The creature walks straight past you. Okay. You can tell it didn't spot you. Oh, oh man, I must have been hidden well. You did. Yeah. All right, then I will slide out of where I was hidden and move back into the room I was in before. Okay. You trying to do it stealthily? Yeah. Okay, you get back into the room you were in before. The whole time keeping an eye out for Zinwalin. <laughs> Uh, when you get back into the other room, maybe w- when you get back to the fork, mm. you feel a hand grab you in the <gasps> darkness. <laughs> it's me. It's <laughs> Thudu, where? Are they? I don't know. They came. They were going down the tunnel you went down. Fuck. Fuck, that's right. I, I thought they might have joined you. Fuck. Okay. Head out. Get to the ship. Okay. As- assuming you were successful. Yes, I've got it. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. Head out. You go to the room where you go to that big room. Yeah. The main room. Mm. And Zinwalin swears in Elven. Mm. The people aren't here. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. You uh, can't, you just notice now, you can't hear that scrambling uh, gnome. Head to the ship. It's our only option. Okay. I gotta, I gotta save Thudu and where? Okay. You're going to stay. They'll die. I say. Okay. 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 Um, 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 um. I can cast in. Oh, that's true sight. Fuck. <laughs> I know. Fuck, 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 fuck. I'm going to just, I'm going to distract it. I'm going to get it back here. It'll corner them down there. I might be able to teleport around it, though. Sam. Come on. Okay. If you're sure. <laughs> she casts a spell upon you. Mm. You are hasted. Cool. Great. Your speed is doubled, plus two to your AC. You advantage on a dexterity saving throws, and you gain an additional attack each turn. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Not an additional attack, an additional action. Oh, Jesus. Turn. That action can only be used to take the attack action. Or where you can so you can only get one extra attack out of it. Yeah, but you can also use dash, disengage, hide, or use object. Great. All right. All right. You split Zinmalin heads up. I would like to with my spear like spin it around so that the arrow is pointing down. Oh, the earth is just it's just dirt, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna try and make a loud noise. Whatever. Then I'll just bellow from this room. I'm here, you fucking wretch. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any light? Uh, I've got a torch. All right. So you light your torch. <laughs> Yeah. You can hear. Puff, 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 puff. Then the Alhoon is in the opening. The Alhoon looks at you and gives you a withering stare. Let's go to initiative again. What kind of a fucking name is Alhoon? You go first. I'll rush at it. 
All right, you charge at it with your spear. Um, yep, you get it in the gut with your first attack. You deal 11 points of damage to it. Hell yeah. Then you drag your spear out, attack again, and you strike it a second time, dealing another 11 points of damage. Hideous fucking monster. The Alhoon. Oh, do you want a picture? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yuck. <laughs> the Alhoon. I'd like to also, on my turn, bellow, Fudu, where? Head for the boat. Actually, if you yell that, yeah. as the Alhoon is about to reach out for you, you hear a bellowing behind it. And then where appears out of nowhere, great sword in hand, he brings it down upon the creature. Twice he strikes it, but both times the great sword just rebounds off. And you can tell that Sir Richard Ware's non-magical great sword has not harmed the creature at all. How many times do I have to tell you where your sword isn't magic? Head for the boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's infused with the blood of my ancestors. No, it's not. <gasps> Richard Ware runs past as the Alhoon tries to swipe out at it. The Alhoon grabs Richard Ware and deals him nine points of damage. Mm. Richard Ware cries out in pain but keeps moving. Good, 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 good. Then it's the Alhoon's turn. The Alhoon looks at you and you feel a wave of psychic energy assaulting you. You can feel blood oozing out of your ears and the Alhoon standing over you. It reaches down and you can tell that it doesn't understand kind of the danger that it's really in yet. Mm. It doesn't understand that its phylactery has been taken. It wraps its claw around your neck. What do you say, Grace? Where's your phylactery, idiot? The Alhoon's eyes widen and then it closes around your esophagus. So, Grace, you die. What? <laughs> what? Hey? <laughs> so, Grace, you're alive again. <laughs> Thudu is standing over you. What the fuck? What the fuck? You have one hit point, so Grace. Where, where is it? What's happening? It went past you. Okay. Whatever you said to it, you gave it a right spook. <sighs> Oh, fuck, Thudu. Oh, fuck, that was too close. You were genuinely dead. Thudu cast Revify, which brings a creature back to life. I'd like to collapse into Thudu's arms. Thank you. While you're collapsed into Thudu's arms, she casts Cure Wounds upon you. You recover another 32 hit points. Okay. I'd like to stand up with the spear, like place it in the ground to give me some leverage. We gotta follow it. It's only been a minute, oh, he says. Oh, thank God. Qu- quick, and we'll head out of the tunnel. All right. You sprint out of the tunnel. Once again, it takes you like an hour to get back yeah. up. In that hour, you find the four bodies that were in that main room. Two of them have their heads burnt off. One of them was literally torn in half by someone. <laughs> I wonder her. <laughs> and the fourth one, the owner of the Axe of Lightning, Ryan Claimsalt, mm. she has been picked up and shoved into the wall so hard that it killed her. Oh, fuck. And a- Richard Ware is a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> you also see a little bit further along, four of those brain slugs that have been, all of them have been stepped on. Great, great. 
All right. You burst out into the Gnomish Merchant Trading Company. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the office is empty. Mm-hmm. All right, to the boat. All right, you race to the docks. Mm-hmm. Okay, you when you get to the docks, you don't see it, or you're looking around, panicking, unable to see it. But then Thudu slams her fist into your thigh, huh? kind of painfully, and yeah. points <laughs> towards one end of Castle Pier. Mm-hmm. And you can see at that end of Castle Pier, it's like it's nighttime. So everything, oh, it's not nighttime, actually. It'd be daytime. Yeah. It started in the morning. <laughs> yeah. uh, you did a lot of walking. It's been a couple of hours walking down there, a lot of hiding. Uh, I'd say it's late in the day, but it's not night yet. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. You can see that one end of Castle Pier is kind of like lit up, and that probably strikes you as unusual because yeah. it's daytime, but torches are lit. You can see that there is a path of destruction. Scanning a little bit closer, you can tell that those torches are in fact small fires, and people are fleeing from that area of Castle Pier. Okay, we'll we'll head in that direction. We'll All right. sprint through the through the the chaos as you approach you can see that there's one big boat and on that boat on the like back end of the boat with a big flag waving it backwards and forwards for your attention is lieutenant line cool i'll uh, run for the boat and as i approach lieutenant line i'll be like is it in there it's about castle pier somewhere my people are searching for it right now okay uh, everyone else is here. Richard Ware and Zinwillin. Zinwillin is holding very <coughs> gently in her hands. It's like a long purple pendant. Within the pendant, you can see that there's a swirling vortex. Mm-hmm. It attracts the eyes to gaze upon it. Okay. Noth- it, is, it could be nothing else except a phylactery. Cool. I try not to look at it. Um, okay. I'd like to, like, from the pier, just, just scan. Uh... Uh. You see, maybe coming out of one side alley in between two buildings, a bunch of like civilians run screaming. Then behind them, holding its hand in like a claw up in front of it, like force choking basically mm-hmm. a guard, the Alhoon steps out. The Alhoon, with a final like flourish, opens his hand and the guard's head explodes. The Alhoon makes eye contact with you. I'd like to, with a crack in my voice, be like, over here, over here. Zinwalin holds up the phylactery so that the Alhoon can see it. Mm-hmm. It starts making a beeline for you. There's Lieutenant Line mm-hmm. and five of her soldiers here. Great. She starts ordering them to make the boat go, basically. Cool. I'd like to, like, am I on the boat at the moment? You are on the cool, boat. Cool, yeah, everyone's great, on the great, boat. Great, great. As the boat starts moving away from the port, the Alhoon gets close enough to level a spell. Mm-hmm. It points a finger and the back part of the boat dematerializes. It's Fuck. not it doesn't explode. It doesn't get hit with cold energy or anything like that. It just disappears. It okay. fucking it fucking infinity war <laughs> yeah, turns to dust. Dust into the sea. Okay. Is the boat sinking? The boat isn't sinking. It it the Alhoon is not a seafaring creature. It doesn't so, know. It's just getting rid of boat. Yeah, yeah okay. it didn't know to hit it where the waterline is, I cool, guess. Cool, cool, cool. The Alhoon, can it fly? Yes. The Alhoon <laughs> lifts up off the ground and starts flying towards the boat as, okay. it, as it sails away. At this point, the boat has left the docks and is in, not in open waters but just yet. But just in the bay. But yeah, it's certainly in the bay now. Okay, all right. Lieutenant Line looks at you and says... This she holds up like a, a scroll of paper. Yeah. This this scroll has a spell of anti magic upon it. Great. 
the moment it lands, we get someone reading that. Okay. Everyone gets ready. Mm-hmm. The Alhoon gets closer to the ship, and maybe... Uh, no, the guards open up with their weapons, but none of their weapons are magical. Yep, yep. A couple of arrows bounce off the creature. Uh, maybe Zin Wolin casts a spell, actually. She casts Scorching Ray. Bursts of fire launch from her hand at the Alhoon. The first attack is a hit. The second attack is a hit. The third attack is a miss. She deals... 10 points of damage. You can also see that the Alhoon's, that shimmering energy field is gone. It's been too long, which is good because that makes it invulnerable to magic. Oh, 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 that is good. The Alhoon, for its part, as it approaches the ship, it waves a hand and one of the guards drops dead. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to go to initiative as the Alhoon starts to touch down. Cool. Great. Great. All right. As it starts touching down, Thudu is first. She is going to cast... She casts Bless. So whenever your party makes a attack roll or a saving throw, you add a d4 and add it to the result. Great. All right. That was her turn. Then it's Ware's turn. Ware... He charges forwards for his part. Unfortunately, there's not a lot he can do. Well, look, hey. Good, good, God bless him for trying, you know? His sword bounces off the Alhoon twice uselessly. The guards also charge in for their part, but they cannot deal damage either. Then it is your turn, Grace. Okay, is it touched down? It's it's like hovering down. It's basically there. Can I grab its leg and pull it down? Sure. What's your intention here? To get it... Oh, well, I guess the anti-magic zone will just go around the whole thing, won't yeah, it? Yeah, it's an area. He doesn't actually have to be touching the ground. I don't no. know where I got that notion. <laughs> um... I'd like to tentatively approach it, still quite frightened because it did kill me, Mm -hmm. and then try to jab it with my spear. (sighs) Tentatively, you strike out. Because of your fear, your first attack is a miss. Mm. Maybe on the second attack, you manage to, like, find (sighs) some form of bravery within you. You manage to deal seven points of damage with your second attack. Great. Good. As you get it through the thigh. (sighs) then it's its turn the alhoon waves a hand before itself and a wall of scintillating energy appears kind of like in a line along the deck it it doesn't form instantly but it doesn't form slowly either it like passes along it hits one guard or it forms underneath one guard the guard rolls away and manages to not touch the wall of energy A second guard is fine. The third guard, though, doesn't move in time, and the energy strikes him. He explodes, and gore goes everywhere. Oh, fuck. The fourth guard is also similarly unlucky. Fuck. There are two guards left. The wall of energy does not go away as well. It's like a wall of just pure magic. Mm -hmm. Richard Ware... Also rolls out of the way just in time. And then, Sir Grace, it comes to you. Oh, fuck. You pass. Okay. Okay. All right. And that was its turn. It properly touches down. Lieutenant Line casts a spell from the spell scroll. And you feel the the hairs on the back of your neck Mm -hmm. prick up. And then you can feel that the magic around the Alhoon 
dies immediately. The Alhoun's robes stop like billowing out with mm-hmm. some ethereal nature, and the Alhoun becomes a lot stiller than it was before. I would also say that that line of energy disappears in a cool. bubble area. Cool. So it's like on either side, yeah, and then it yeah, stops yeah. in the middle. Then Zinwalin's turn. Unfortunately, I have also robbed Zinwalin of her abilities in this. Zinwalin is not in the area. Thankfully. Yeah, that's good. Zinwalin throws a ball of fire at the creature. Oh, does she want this? Will it go through the anti-magic field? Yes, uh, it will, yeah. Oh, okay, good. She casts, because it was cast outside, yeah. I'm, going to allow, I'm going to allow it to go. Once it's left her hand, it's actually not a magical spell. It becomes just cold energy. Yeah, sure, sure. She causes frost to appear around the Alahoon's arms. Ooh, the Alhoon just barely fails. It takes only four points of damage, but you can tell that its arms are moving slower now. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Then it's Thudu's turn. Thudu's going to hold her turn until after you, Grace. No worries. Where keeps hammering away at God the God bless him, you know? His first strike deals 12 points of damage. This time he draws blood. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Richard Ware. When that happens, Richard Ware has a big shit-eating grin. (laughs) His next attack is a critical hit. (laughs) Richard, you champ. Time to die, he calls out. (laughs) Bleeder, make a DC 12 constitution saving throw. On a failed save, you take a D4 damage at the start of your turn for the next D4 rounds. The Alhoon unfortunately makes its saving throw, but Richard Ware still deals mm, 11 points of damage. Richard Ware still very happy with himself. Then it is the guard's turn. There's only two of them left, but both of them attack. One of them manages to score a hit, dealing three more points of damage. Then it is, that was the guard's grace. It's your turn. All right, I'll uh, rush up to it now, invigorated by the anti-magic shield, and kill it. I slay monsters, I say to it. Mm. You hit twice, thanks to uh, Thudu's blessing. Mm -hmm. Your weapon, however, is no longer magical. Oh, that's true. You deal 18 points of damage from two decent hits. How's it looking? It's looking tired and weak now. Voodoo, okay. seeing your success, also wades into the fight. She swings with her mace, but misses, mm. unfortunately. Then it is its turn. It can't cast any spells, but it can nonetheless use its chilling grasp. It rolls, but its arms are weak now. Oh, that's right. And when it tries to reach out for where, where grabs its arm and twists. <laughs> no, you silly creature, it's time to die. Didn't you hear? Classic where. It's Line's turn. Line charges in. Uh, her first attack is a critical miss. Oh, that sucks. Oh, no. Line's attack is a critical hit on you, Grace. Uh, oh, no. Internal bleeding. You take a d6 damage at the beginning of your turn for the next 1d6 turns. She deals you only three points of damage. <sighs> what? Lieutenant Lion looks at you and sa- and you see her mouth the words, I'm sorry. You missed. <laughs> she pulls back and strikes the Alhoon. 
dealing also it three points of damage. <laughs> Not a great turn for a lieutenant line. No, hey, pretty embarrassing, I would right. say. And Zin Wolin. Zin Wolin charges in screaming. As she charges in, oh wait, uh, no, she charges in, but she stops as she approaches and throws a ball of fire at the creature. It will hit. Hell yeah, Zin. Zin Wolin deals 10 points of damage, and that was her turn. It's Richard Ware's turn. Dickie, you got this. Richard Ware, gra- oh no, she- Richard Ware is grabbing the Alhoon on the mm. arm right now. Richard Ware lowers his greatsword, and then Richard Ware's greatsword is not made for stabbing. No. It's made for slashing. <laughs> yeah. So the head of it, understanding that, the head of it has a like a decal basically mm-hmm. on it. His sword is like a, a regular great sword until it gets to the hilt where it has a very phallic-like head <laughs> to it. It's got like a bit of a bulb, a little bit of a, a little bit of a knob, like a yeah, like a like a knob, yeah. yeah. And on that knob, there is like a figurehead of a uh, of a boar rearing backwards. That boar rearing backwards, that knob, and then the entire greatsword are shoved through the Alhoon's <sighs> chest. Oh, boy. Then Richard Ware lifts the Alhoon, letting go of the Alhoon's arm. He lifts it off the ground, puts it on the other side of the ship so that it's over the water, and then slowly dragging <laughs> it off his sword, he says, finally, thank you for a good fight. <laughs> Richard Ware is very happy. Did the Alhoon look like it was dead? Oh, the Alhoon just, its lifeless body hits the water. Well, actually, it's in saving throws, so it's going to drown. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Good. (sighs) How's everybody doing? Everyone seems okay. Lieutenant Line orders the ship return to dock, and as it returns to dock, you, Sir Grace the Chivalrous, veteran of the Mondale Madhouse and saviour of Shaybrook, Thudu the Bold, veteran of the Mondale Madhouse also, friends to the poor, Zinwalin, honoured among elves, slayer of orcs, and the last and only known seeker of Orm, and Sir Richard the Owlbear Armed Ware, knight of the realm in great esteem, he who slew the vile dragon Torkel's son, all add to your names, Alhoon Killer. <laughs> that rolls. It feels like the party was being prepared when you left on the ship. Everyone is celebrating, rejoicing. People shout your names from the rooftops down at you. You are heralded as heroes. And standing on the dock as you approach is Lady Enel. I, uh... When you get off the boat, she embraces you and the crowd cheers. Urged on, she kisses you. I am shivering the whole time from... The panic and horror of dying. <laughs> the people do not care. All four of you are lifted up and borne towards the like the center of town, where the town like has already officially worked out how to honor you. <laughs> you are given keys to the city. Thank you. <sighs> people start chanting speech. Um, I s- sort of look to the rest of my party and... Know that it must fall to me. Uh, I get up in front of the crowd and I say, um, s- some of you probably already know me. Um, 
My name is Sir Grace, and these are my companions. When we defeated the Necro Wizard Way to Norton, we, I, I suppose, thought we were done in this city. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it turns out that beneath the streets the whole time, uh, another great evil um, had reared its head. And um, once again, we gathered together to, to vanquish it and save this fair city. Uh, and ho- hopefully this will be the end of, uh, not to be rude, but the end of our time here in this fine city. Although part of me fears that, um, th- that, th- that there may never be an end. And then I'll sit down. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> smattering of applause, but then... People are kind of quiet. <clears throat> I'd like to like lean over to maybe Thudu and be like, I fucked that up. Sorry. Thudu shrugs and says, I, I, uh. <laughs> Richard Ware stands up and says, who wants to hear about the time I killed a dragon? <laughs> the loses their fucking mind. <laughs> While that's happening, Zinwalin leans into you and Thudu and says, perhaps we should check the, the creature's lair as well and i i need to destroy the phylactery of course you're right of course yeah look well richard's gonna be here for a while chances are so we have the time in the revelry you manage to slip out and escape you go back to the gnomish merchant company you pass several corpses that have been lined up outside and you head down into the tunnel. The tunnel, the corpses in the tunnel have not been moved mm, yet. Mm. It looks like no one has been here since you left earlier. And you head back to the Alhoon's home. Mm-hmm. In the Alhoon's little hovel or whatever, you can see that there's a bed, there's a table kind of set mm-hmm. into the wall. And on the table, there are several notebooks and messy scrolls and stuff like that. Yeah. Thudu and you search through. You find nothing really of interest. But while you're doing that, Zinwalin is in that main chamber, casting an incantation to destroy the phylactery and kill the, the Alhoon for, for good, sure. Yeah. When you have finished there, Thudu, looking up at you, says, um, I'm going to go check on Zinwalin to see everything's okay. Of course. And she leaves, yeah. and you are alone yeah. in the Alhoon's room. You cast an eye over at its notes and its spell books, and you can see that they're still humming with a low energy. The Illithid is a creature that is already incredibly powerful, and this Alhoon augmented itself and became nearly invincible, actually literally almost invincible, mm. through its knowledge of magic. Maybe a curiosity strikes you. Yeah, maybe I start running my hands across the, the notebooks and the tomes that have been left there. Within these tomes, there is the knowledge of how to know, how to master magic. How to master magic from someone who had to learn it from scratch. You wonder Mm. if... Maybe something like this could be handy for someone like me. Maybe I'll collect the tomes, put them in my backpack. As you do it, there's a part of you that feels like you're doing the wrong thing. There's dark, evil energy in this, but... Maybe you ignore that. When you're dealing with a forest fire, sometimes you need to burn off some woods to keep it contained. 
I'll go and join Zin and Thudu in the main room. Zin and Thudu finish up the incantation together, and the phylactery cracks open and spills those contents out into the ground. Zin will then stands up, dusts her hands off, and says, it's done. Yeah, yeah, it's it's over. Well, for now. Um, I gesture out of the cave. Let's get out of this place. You go back out of the cave into the Gnomish Merchant Company, and as you're leaving that building, you see standing just outside, maybe you're the last person to see it. Mm. You're hanging up the back, being mm. very thoughtful about the, like, it feels like your pack is more heavy than it mm. really has any right to be. So you're lost in a revelry, the last one out. You're the last one to notice that standing outside the building is Eris Arell. The that woman who uh, who's the harbor master? Yeah, sure. You see, hanging around her neck is that silver holy symbol, the sun and the moon. And maybe a little spark in your brain when you were talking to the mercenaries mm. flares for a second when the mercenary said, "Oh uh, yeah," and a woman with a yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, "Wait a minute!" And then she draws a dagger and stabs <gasps> Zimbalin in the head. <gasps> What? Breaking off the dagger, Zinwillin collapses. What? <clears throat> I'll run her through him with my spear. You kill the woman. She has like two hit points. <laughs> I'd, I'd get get down, lean down to Zinwillin. How is she, how is she? Zinwillin is dead. <laughs> I would like to just like lie back, almost in a panic attack. You hear Thudu <laughs> muttering next to you. I can't cast Revify. Oh, I can't cast Revify. God. I have to wait. I gods. have to wait a day. It only lasts. It, it needs to be a minute. Gods. Gods. Gods show up and like the situation is contained, but there's nothing they can do. Zinwalin is dead. I guess eventually we reconvene at the lightning. You reconvene now at Lady Anel's house. Mm, yeah, yeah. Zinwalin's body has not been interred, but it's been taken into the the crypt for yeah for her, uh, you know to be nice <laughs> you gotta put it somewhere yeah yeah and you're having a merry dinner yeah yeah it's a celebration i uh maybe in the middle of the celebration i'm like i i think i'm going to retire t- to my room if that's uh okay with everybody People, Richard Ware and a bunch of other people seem like, what are you doing? It's a party. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, you managed to shake them off and you head to your room. Maybe I sit down at, at the bed. Maybe I, I start pouring through those texts, just seeing what the possibilities are, you know? You see a lot of powerful possibilities. These texts contain a lot of incredible magic. You're maybe immediately shocked at some of the early chapters that the Alhoun had written down. Mm. You can see that there is a lot of power to be gained very quickly through this. Your revelry is once again disturbed when the door opens slowly and Lady Anel is standing in the doorway. I'll slam the book shut very quickly. You look up at her and you see for the first time that since she gave you the little pendant with the glass rose she is wearing a little pendant with a glass slipper i'd like to rise from the bed and and take her hands and be like i um i don't think i i was really all there when when you kissed me last um she smiles perhaps we should do it again and so 
Even with the kiss of a fair maiden and the admiration of the people, Sir Grace found himself suddenly and terribly alone. In that moment, he made a decision. A decision which would, like a terrible shadow, follow him for the rest of his life. Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows on the Sandspans Radio Network, just head to sandspansradio.com and consider joining the Sandspans Plus community. There's over 20 bonus shows, a Sandspans Plus Discord, exclusive video content, and discounts on merch. Just head to sandspansradio.com and follow the links. What's new in podcasting? Here's what we love, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. Hey pals, you know your smart, funny friends who always seem to have the best celebrity gossip? Personally, I I find it unsettling when I look at Britney Spears' Instagram. I'm talking about the ones who always know what you should be watching or reading or listening to. Pop Chat is a brand new podcast that does exactly that and feels like spending time with your best friends. I'm going to recommend a very good anime movie from 1997. Okay, well, this call's over now. Um. <laughs> no judgment, no judgment. So join me, Alameen Abdul-Mahmoud, and a panel of the smartest and funniest culture critics that I know as we dissect the discourse, but also have a great time doing it. It's where smart talk meets really big laughs, and it's coming to your feed starting September 16th. A-Cash, 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 A-Cash recommends. recommends.